everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hello, Effort of Community Church community. Um, welcome to the podcast. We try to do a podcast that accompanies every weekend. What an amazing weekend. I'm thrilled to be here with Mike Wenger who shared the message this week. Uh, and I'm Jim Ehrman, teaching pastor here. And Mike, you've got a brand new title. I Mike do. is now the assistant director of the Counseling Center, yet to be named. Yes, that is correct. Uh, very excited to begin that journey. Um, we've already started building it um, and uh, really excited to see where it goes. That's right. Well, you know, I have a relationship with Mike around this. Mike got his degree in marriage and family therapy from Evangelical Seminary where yes. I was the dean. Yes. And Mike was a very nervous <laughs> student. So he he would come up to me in the weeks leading up to classes shaking. I'm so scared. That's right. There was so much self-doubt at that moment. Isn't it amazing how God shows us a bit more oh, about who goodness. we are and how he yes. grows us? Yeah. But four years later, a lot of homework. A Mike of is homework. official. And uh, so yeah. just to let you know, we're pretty thrilled about our vision for a counseling center here here at Effort at Community Church. First of all, um, it's for us, right? I I, I think the older I get, the more I realize uh, we all need help. (laughs) We all need um, support along the way. Sometimes that support has to take a more focused and clinical form, Mm -hmm. meaning getting at some of the more specific systemic stuff that kind of causes us to perpetually stumble or struggle, etc. And that's one of the reasons why here at Effort at Community Church, we have such a broad array of discipleship opportunities. And there are moments when when we say counseling is important. I know this, some of the best stuff that I've gotten in my life of discipleship has been from a professional counselor and therapist, and I'm just thrilled that we as a church are not only taking this seriously, but making it available to the community because we think it's one of those uh, ways to reach out to others where they're at in their struggles. I love that Jesus reaches us where we're at and takes us where Amen. we need to be. So, And there's no shame. There's no shame oh, in goodness. it. I mean, we all have things that we need a little help with, and um, I've been blessed by counseling and have met a lot of great counselors and therapists um, and so I would just encourage you to take a step that's right if you need it yeah and so Lauren Patches and Mike Winger are now officially on staff Uh, now that that center isn't launched yet we'll keep that in mind Uh, if you have people you think might be interested or you're interested yourself uh, you can keep in touch rate us at ask at effortofcommunity.church but we'll give you a hint it'll be a couple more months as we build the infrastructure to put that together slow and steady wins the race you better believe it we want to do this thing right now that said speaking of great stuff going on in discipleship pulpit ministry ministry of the word is one of the biggest ways we minister here probably reach more people uh well over three thousand people a month somehow tune in each actually easily in a month uh tune in to uh hear these messages and stuff and mike delivered a great one entitled no one gets left behind i did enjoy it right yeah and uh mike why don't you tell us uh, i always like to ask people who've spoken hey if you could go back and re-hit one point or was there anything when you got done you're like oh i wish i would have hit that a little harder yeah what do you think well, I think I think because my father passed away July 5th, that's still really fresh in my mind. Um, the fact that he, he just kept saying, uh, Mike, where did the time go? Mm-hmm. He was a strong believer, uh, impacted a lot of lives, but he still was like, I wish I had more time or there's more time. And I, I think what I would have loved to hit is the idea that um, every day, you know, we should be taking the opportunity because we truly don't know how much time we have. And so we should make impact constantly. Um, 
and it goes really fast. Like just even remembering my daughter, this little girl, and now she's married. And my son pointed out that, Dad, on Saturday, you know, you said something about me graduating, but Sunday you didn't, which was another life change for me. So I wish I would have said that Sunday because that's also something. Now he's in college, you know, and so long ago I was playing yeah. in the sandbox with him. So it goes really fast, and I wish I would have hit that a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I love messages. We we, we put our best stuff out there, and the Holy Spirit uses it, mm-hmm. right? Because right. I was surprised. I prayed for a couple people after uh, the services, and I have to say that I was surprised how many people who are sincere believers who were responding to a sense of having plateaued or hit some kind of status quo in their life. So there was something about your message that even for those of us who are believers, and a big part of your message also resonated, I'm sure, with those who are yet to know the Lord, that we must be reaching and must be uh, making ways for them to be translated or brought into the kingdom. But I will tell you, there was quite a number of people just responding to the fact, like you just said, wow, I'm not sure if I'm using my time wisely. And it was just really, really beautiful to be praying for people. I'm not sure if you found the same or got that. No, yeah, I definitely definitely found that too. And I think so often, you know, just thinking of the clip that we watched from Axel Ridge, how most of the, the military the, that his his group, Desmond Doss's group, went back down. They retreated and he refused to retreat. And I think we're living in a culture right now where it's easy to retreat into our homes, into our Netflix, into our social media. And people are realizing, man, I got to engage. I got to get I got to get back and engage because we're not meant to just be uh, lazadaisical and, and, and just lukewarm. We're meant to be passionate and to move forward. Yeah, I have to tell you, um, I'm wrapping up this coming week. This series on biblical friendship. Um, we're, um, I'll be the last message. And I get the privilege of looking at the previous messages going on. And that is one of the themes that surprised me is biblical friendship comes with intentionality or yeah, biblical right. living comes with intentionality, yeah. particularly in these days. Even your challenge like, hey, we all might sense that we've slipped into some bad habits over, particularly during the COVID period where we ended up being more insulated and ended up mm-hmm. getting yeah, kept sure. in our homes where we might have picked up some habits that truthfully, if someone or something's not there to call us back out of them. It's hard to break some of the habits we get into. And I really do believe living insulated lifestyles. um, uh, I I, want to be careful about introverted personalities being different, but insulated lifestyles is not necessarily the root of the kingdom. The kingdom is giving and receiving and encountering others. And I love the call that I've heard over the last couple of weeks for us to be intentional, know why we're living the way we're living. And and it was all over your message. Thanks for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my wife and I were just talking last night how we've received so many car- cards from people over the last couple months and it's just like wow these people are so thoughtful are we that thoughtful hmm, yeah. are we that intentional you know someone passes away and we say a prayer for them at home or whatever but do we actually step out of our comfort zone or do we step out of our busyness and make an intention to just say be intentional to say you know what um how can we serve you? How can we help you? You know, we just were thinking of you. Here's a card. Here's here's some flowers. Whatever. Uh, just those simple things mean a ton. Um, and uh, even to people that aren't believers, that means a ton to them. And so that's where you can fingerprint somebody's life. That's right. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I want to move on to a second theme I sure. heard in your message. That about the harvest and yeah. the fields are ripe. Um, I've, I've been wrestling with this personally for about a year. Uh, March uh, 
before, matter of fact, I was in Eastern Europe with a harvest net trip and I had quite a moment with Jesus um, around the harvest. And it was actually one week before COVID got bad. Everyone who left after us ended up getting COVID coming through the Frankfurt airport. It was really something amazing. But all that to say, um, I just distinctly, I've been carrying um, this whole idea of, hey, do I really believe that the harvest is ripe? Now, I, I know it's said, but there's something about me. It's like, well, if, if something if something needs to be harvested, I'll come across it. Like the Lord will bring it across my path. But just this intentionality about believing, hey, there is a harvest right now of people yeah. and that God has an actual shortage. I think it's amazing when Jesus says there, pray that the Lord of the harvest sends forth workers, right? That there is an idea that workers have to be available. Mm -hmm. There's this constant call in the Gospels and New Testament about being available in God's hands. And I have to tell you, that's how, part, that's how the message hit me. I was sitting there listening yeah. to it, as well as Lisa's last week, just this reminder that, hey, there there is real need out there. Yeah. Um, and now there's another little thing, and now I wanted to bounce this off of you. Yeah, um, yeah. I noticed Lisa's message gave me the inspiration of, hey, reach to others because you don't want them to have an eternal loss, an mm -hmm, eternal kind mm -hmm. of separation from yeah. God. Your message had a different, you ended with, and these three things, faith, hope, and love mm -hmm. exist. And these, you rooted our motivation and mission for, don't we want everyone to live the flourishing life yeah, that we found right. in Jesus? Yeah. Both are legitimate biblical admonitions, right? One is keep people from a separated eternity from God. Second motivation, you are meant to have a flourishing life now, mm -hmm. and you'll find it in Jesus. I just want to commend you that I love the fact that you bookended what I've even felt. Yeah, I didn't even realize thing. that. Oh, yeah. I did. I picked yeah. up on it, That's and I loved awesome. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, um, I just you know I just love people, and for me to see anybody in hell is just is just devastating to my heart, and um, so I want to picture. Uh, going after everybody and seeing them uh, experience total, total glory at the end of their life. I want to just quick jump on what you said about the workers, you know, in the harvest field. It's interesting to me, Jim, and I want to know what you think about this. It's interesting to me that in our world right now, in our society right now, people are crying out for workers for businesses like we can't get enough of workers yeah. it's ironic because that's the way it feels in the kingdom as mm -hmm. well and i wonder you know sometimes those things parallel each other that's right you know yeah, the yeah. world versus a spiritual what's going on in the spiritual world but i just wanted to tag on to that oh yeah my goodness yeah we could spend all day oh, talking yeah, about goodness. this the availability yeah. of us to what god wants to do in other words i am pretty convinced the psalmist tells us that God's thoughts toward us outnumber the grains of sand on the seashore, right? And yeah. I'm pretty sure that's daily. Yeah. Um, and all that to say, if God has that many thoughts, surely he has words for this world. Yeah, absolutely. And what's it mean for me to live in a place where I can be that immediate of a vessel of God to deliver mm -hmm. God's opinion to the world to people in the moment? Because we know this, he's for us, not against us. He's here to declare the favorable year of the Lord. Do not fear, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Yeah. These, these are God's promises that we are more than conquerors in this world and we're bringing light like words in due seasons, like apples of gold and settings of silver. Um, do I live my day with that level of availability? Because yeah. if I did, I think the kingdom would advance and expand. Absolutely. And I don't have to live in some kind of stress about right. evangelism. Right. I really, it's not so much evangelism to me, it's availability. It really is. Because God's yeah. already on a mission. It's whether we're hooking up with him with his help wanted sign, right? It, it really is. And we, we try to make things too complicated. It doesn't have to be that complicated. We just need to be Jesus to people. We need to be uh, connected and showing them the love of Christ in word, action, and deed. Um, but I, I, sometimes I think we just 
overcomplicate it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Now, you're not allowed to get away from my previous point, though. Nice yes. to bring it back to the help wanted yes. thing. Um, I'll tell you this. I, I've had the privilege of leading some people to Jesus. I don't think I've been reflecting. I don't think I've led anyone to Jesus in the last 10 years because I was concerned about the fact they'd be in hell for eternity. Is, yeah. that, is that bad to confess? Like, no, I, not, yeah. I am not as much motivated in my evangelism right now by hell Agreed. as I am about what the life in Christ yes. is being missed. Yep. The yep. breakthroughs, the family curses broken, yes. the yes. transformed lives, yes. addictions dealt with. This is in the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, given to us. I want people to have that, yeah. right? Uh, and, and it's not just about them. It's not just some humanist view of the world. I'm telling you, I think God finds incredible delight when a human being is fully alive. No, right? 100%. And, you know, the culture kind of I grew into, it was very much um, hell and brimstone kind of you scare almost scare people but you know when you scare people into heaven that makes people uh, you know i read in this book where uh, the misunderstood god mm -hmm. um it said it makes people because of fear it makes people sons of hell versus sons of god mm -hmm. uh because because wow. yeah it's, it's not meant to be fear driven it's meant to be love driven that's what the gospel is about that's what salvation is about it's, it's love driven and so i would be the same way jim where i'm more focused on um seeing people find that healing and the glory of the lord and the love and the acceptance that they're looking for versus families scaring families fixed them into, and restored yeah. individuals mm -hmm. I mean, that yeah, stuff exactly. gets me, oh, it gets me excited. excited yeah me too and Truthfully, the belief that um, death, sickness, and dying are in the hands of God and yes. that God ministers yes. to us, delivers us at moments from us, walks through us at other moments through the struggles, and this is part of our story. This is our song, you I know, and I, and, I, and I love it. I just want to say that deeply appreciated both you and Lisa and how yeah. your, your, your reminder of what it means to be reaching, be intentional, be active, and and God begins to bring things to you. And uh, because I got a feeling that when God sees a worker that He can trust, God starts to bring opportunity Amen. their Absolutely. way. Right? Uh, Absolutely, He knows you're going to represent. So, any closing thoughts before we wrap it up? I just I just want to tell you to live as Christ. Okay, mm. to live as Christ and to die as gain. So either way, we win. Mm. Okay, so live your life, man. Get excited about what God has for you here and the afterlife. Here, here, and uh, I got. The privilege of this coming week sharing on invitation, uh, looking at the passage where Jesus is calling his disciples. I've had a lot of fun tearing into it. Matter of fact, I already got, I already have like 16 points. I got, <laughs> I got to will it, widow yeah. it down to 14 or yeah. something like that. But all that to say, looking 13. forward 5. to share this week. Also, this is our take one step weekend. I'm going to be spending some time explaining our kind of despite discipleship spectrum, how we go about growing a life here um, at ECC, what we're trying to invest into people. So it's a great yeah. time to tune in if you hear all these things like growth group, connect group, thrive group, yeah. all this stuff. Amen. This is Good. the week where I'm going to be taking some substantial time up front to pack just to share with you why we do what we do and what we what mechanisms we do it through. We hope you tune That's in good. for it and yeah. we hope you have a wonderful week. Yeah, blessing. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com.